2020 was the year of the unpredictable, the pandemic, protests for social justice, unpredictable elections, the pivot to e-commerce, and so much more. But every year, we here at Cardlinks leverage our global network to provide insight on the future of fintech. So how accurate were we in our predictions for 2020? In this edition of Fintech Friday, recap of 2020 predictions. Were we right? Or were we wrong? I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco, and this is Fintech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. 2020 was a whirlwind of change. Some of it was expected, but much of it was not. Our global network of the world's largest and most innovative companies provides us unusual insight into what's happening in the world of digital commerce fintech. Often, we know what's happening before it actually happens. Last year, in 2019, about the same time of the year, I made five key written predictions about what would happen in 2020. We posted these predictions online on our blog and on social media. Today on the show, we review how accurate I was about those predictions. Joining me on the show today is our Director of Meeting Services and producer of the podcast, Rebecca Donahue. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you? Good morning, Silvio. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, but I am actually a little bit nervous for today's show. I'm nervous about seeing how my predictions from last year fared. So let's go ahead and do this. Let's jump right in. Here were my five predictions. And a note to our listeners, these were published before the pandemic was discovered. So Rebecca, drum roll, please. Prediction number one, data opens up no more data lockdown. So my prediction was that 2020 will be remembered as the year when consumers took charge of their financial data and started sharing it broadly across different tech platforms to their own benefit. Prediction number two, the US versus China would have a new trade war, this time focused on tech, not manufactured goods. My prediction number three, The new Apple credit card would climb to become a top 10 card issuer. My prediction number four, cross-border shopping would spike. It wasn't that long ago that buying goods from a merchant in another country was challenging. But in 2020, I predicted that consumers would be as comfortable buying goods from another country as they were buying goods online in their own home country. And my prediction number five, the end of cash. Incredible but true. Increasingly, I predicted that consumers would no longer use cash and use their mobile wallets and credit cards instead. We all have heard of cord cutting. That's when consumers cancel their telephone landline and also increasingly cancel their television cable line. I predicted that consumers would cord cut cash and get rid of cash entirely and use credit cards instead. So, okay, those were the five predictions. So Rebecca, let's go ahead and take them one by one and see how I did. Absolutely. Let's start with your first prediction, the data one. 
Silvio, I would say you did pretty well on this one. We are seeing consumers use a variety of new apps to access their financial data. Google just relaunched its Google Pay wallet as a financial management center where consumers can get card linked offers and see all of their bank account data by linking their credit card data and logging in with their bank account details. Microsoft also launched a new product in Excel that enables you to access the data from your bank accounts. Also, Visa announced its intention to buy Plaid, a financial data app, and MasterCard acquired Finicity, another financial data app. How would you rate yourself on this? Well, on this one, I concur, Rebecca. This prediction of mine was pretty accurate. More consumers are sharing their financial data than ever before. Sharing financial data has really gone mainstream, as you mentioned, with Microsoft, Google, and many others. I do think, however, that this trend may accelerate even more in 2021. We're seeing regulators in Washington and for the federal government in California really get in on the act and enabling consumers to not only access their own financial data in a way that really was difficult to do before, but also enabling consumers to share that data more easily. So I would say the big takeaway is this prediction was right, but also that the consumer sharing of financial data is a trend that's here to stay. And 2020 was really the year when this idea of the consumer controlling their own data really hit critical mass. Now let's look at your second prediction. You said in 2019 that there would be a new front in the U.S. versus China trade war, and that new front would be technology and specifically fintech. You're doing pretty good so far. I think this one is definitely spot on. Yeah, Rebecca, I think I'm getting like a big ego on this episode. Um, This one was actually also very accurate. If you recall, like coming into 2020, most of this focus on the China versus U.S. trade war was on manufactured goods and, you know, putting tariffs on those. The U.S. was talking about putting tariffs on imported goods from China, like shoes and furniture, et cetera. But in 2020, just as I predicted, the focus really shifted away from those manufactured goods towards high tech and payments. And in fact, in 2020, the Trump administration issued a surprise order that China's most popular high-tech social media app, TikTok, had to be sold, at least its U.S. operations had to be sold, because of national security concerns. The Trump administration also blocked WeChat Pay, one of China's most popular mobile wallets, from continuing to operate in the U.S., And then kind of like in retaliation, although this wasn't said explicitly, just a few weeks ago, China established a new Pacific trading block called the RCEP. And this included many of the USA's allies in Asia and South Asia, including South Korea, Japan and Australia. But get this, this gigantic new trading block left out the U.S. from the agreement. So what this tells us is that the U.S. and China are going to continue to vie for tech supremacy. And increasingly, the battle is very much focused on fintech supremacy. Your third prediction was that Apple Card climbs to top 10 card issuer. Were you right, Silvio? Well, Rebecca, on this one, we don't yet have the data. And that's because most of the big credit card companies and issuers, they won't provide their results for the full year of 2020 until sometime around February 2021 at the earliest. However, on this one, I don't think I'm going to be right. According to Nielsen, which is one of the leading industry data publications, from a standing start, Apple Card finished 2019 as the 24th largest issuer of cards. 
However, I don't think Apple will have been able to move into top 10 position by the end of 2020. It will, however, have grown quite a bit. And any of you that follow Goldman Sachs and Apple results know that. They've mentioned it throughout the year, this really significant and really phenomenal growth that they've had in their Apple credit card. But I don't think they're going to make it to top 10. What is interesting, however, is that many of the other large tech companies have now followed Apple's lead in launching their own credit cards. For example, PayPal's Venmo unit launched a new credit card. Samsung did the same thing with their Samsung Curve new credit card. So the key insight here is that increasingly the center of new credit card issuing is moving towards the big tech companies and away from the big banks where it was traditionally. The other interesting development is that all of these new credit cards issued by the big tech companies, they are adding card-linked offers as a key feature to drive digital engagement with consumers. So these new cards that are being very successful, almost all of them have card-linked offers as a key feature. Your fourth prediction was that cross-border shopping would spike in 2020. Rebecca, sometimes in the forecasting game, you have to be a little lucky. And I got very lucky on this one because my forecast was provided before the pandemic was discovered. But COVID-19 really drove huge increases in cross-border e-commerce sales. Consumers shifted most of their buying online. And as a consequence, they also increased dramatically their buying from abroad online. So starting in May, when lockdowns were really at their most severe, cross-border shopping in the U.S. really took off. In fact, in May, the industry data suggests that cross-border e-commerce shopping was up by over 40% in the U.S. alone. And the forecast for the holiday spending season in 2020 is that cross-border e-commerce is going to increase by over 20% just in the holiday season alone. So this trend of shopping across border is one that's going to stay with us for the long term. And it's profound because increasingly retailers are able to tap consumer demand, not just in their home country, but from all the markets from all around the world. And one of the key ways that retailers are discovering to do this is to use card-linked offers to target customers in other countries and then draw them to your e-commerce website where you can fulfill and send them the goods in the mail across border. So this is one that's here to stay. And I'm happy to report that on this one, I was actually correct, but with with a little luck, you know, one of the bright spots from the pandemic. Okay, Silvio, so far you have three out of the four predictions correct. Let's look at your final prediction. You predicted the end of cash in 2020. This one was also one where the pandemic helped out a little bit. Now, let's be absolutely fair. There was not the complete end of cash in 2020, but the use of cash has dropped significantly. And part of the reason for that is consumers see cash as dirty because of its potential to spread the virus. So other forms of contactless payments like mobile wallets and contactless credit cards have grown significantly. For example, one of our members, MasterCard, one of the largest payment networks, they reported that they saw contactless payments spike by 40% in April of 2020. So cash is not dead, but it is certainly on life support. And I think it's very clear that this growth in terms of contactless payments, contactless cards, mobile wallets, credit cards, e-commerce payments, All of that is going to continue to grow dramatically into 2021. So, Rebecca, what do you think? How did I do overall? 
I think you did really great, Silvio. Maybe four out of the five or three and a half out of five predictions were correct. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate that. Now I have to get to work on our predictions for 2021. But I really appreciate you being on the show with me today. Thanks for being on. Thanks so much for having me. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on Christmas and predictions for 2021. Merry Christmas. Fintech Friday is Christmas this year, and as we celebrate my favorite holiday of the year, one of my traditions is to look back at the past year and think about resolutions for next year. This year, I'll probably have a bit more time to formulate my resolutions because like many of you, I'll be spending Christmas and New Year's only with my immediate family unit and skipping interactions with my extended family and friends. And as you've just heard on the show, many of our predictions from the past year were right on point. But predictions for 2021 might be much more difficult. So please join us in January 2021 to hear our predictions for next year. Until then, enjoy a little bit of break. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off. <laughs>